And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss. He is Mo DeKeel, Andrew Slex is producing. And Mo, I texted you about a minute before this game ended. I cannot wait for triple overtime just to make sure Nikola Jokic missed a free throw. And the Mavs won 116-115 to 115 in an absolute mile-high thriller. I mean, it, it, apparently it's a, an extension of the broadcaster jinx. You have the podcaster jinx, apparently, Jared, like you just, you seem to have that magic power, but, uh, yo, that was a fun game. That was a really fun game. And, and two of the things I really like about this game was just down the stretch, both Luca and Jokic making passes to give their teams a chance to win this game. And it was pretty impressive. You know, Jokic makes a swing pass and then it leads to Bruce Brown three in the corner. They take a lead. The Nuggets wisely double Luca. He gives up the ball. Dorian Finney-Smith hits a three to to go, make the go-ahead bucket. Like, just fun stuff there from the Mavs and, and Nuggets. Like, really just a fun game. Yeah, and this was a 10-point lead for the Mavs with four minutes left when Hardaway hit another shot. And, I mean, Denver just kept pushing in as Luka – I mean, Luka did kind of put it a little too much on his back there at the end. He missed, what, two or th- was it three shots in a row there. He didn't even hit a shot in the fourth quarter. Uh, but, I mean, this game really slowed down to a halt, and Denver started really picking up the defensive pressure and turning them over and getting – they didn't really score a ton of baskets off of it, but they at least got some fouls off of it. They at least got some momentum their way off of it. Yeah, I just think the they got just enough sort of – opportunities created you know and yet Jokic wasn't scoring a lot in the fourth quarter like you said didn't make a field goal but they took advantage when they got a switch he would find somebody else available there was a play where he found Aaron Gordon in the dunker spot just other opportunities to kind of keep everybody rolling through I you know it, it it sucks to lose this is a tough loss for the Nuggets it's a huge win for the Mavs on the road on a second night to a back-to-back but like I mean I don't know what else we can say. This is the two teams have the same problem. When their stars go to the bench, who's going to make stuff happen? And tonight it just seemed like the Mavs had more guys making stuff happen when their star went to the bench. I mean, Jamal Murray got to the line nine times, but then went two for 10 or no two for 11. <laughs> I mean, maybe Bones Highland is their star uh, guard right now, but um, yeah, that that's the, that's the obvious one. Spencer Dinwiddie, it just, he didn't, he didn't do anything to jump out at you with the way he was handling the rock tonight. But Tim Hardaway, he had he had a huge game. 29 points, 7 for 12 shooting. I think he has now hit five threes in five games in a row. He like, is that's the 10th player. He is the 10th player in NBA history to do that. That's what they were saying on the broadcast. And shout out to Mavs PR for tweeting that one out. Um, yeah, that's a hell of a run, man. Not five, bad. Five plus threes over five games. I mean, we're talking about 25 makes minimum. 
See me? That's math. That's me doing math, Jared. You better be proud of me. You um, did promise me math tonight. You did. Yeah, I did. But we we, we got to talk about just the fact of, you know, everybody else kind of pitched in. Yeah, Dinwiddie didn't have a great night. Luka Doncic didn't have a great shooting night. But it wasn't just Dorian Finney-Smith. It wasn't just Tim Hardaway. Dorian Finney-Smith had a big night. You had Christian Wood coming off the bench, you know, making plays. You had Josh Green Make it come up, up with a couple of big really rebounds, nice. you know, really like nice. just solid plays. He, it, it doesn't pop out at you in the stat sheet what he did, but he was just kind of making things happen with hustle. And I think you got to kind of appreciate the way that worked out for the Mavs. I mean, these are these are big wins that will carry over down the down the stretch for the Mavs. You got to be really excited with what you saw with how they played. And you know you you mentioned uh, the whole second night of a back to back thing, and Hardaway in the post game interview was mentioning they did that at Denver. Like it's not easy to do that at altitude. Did you feel like that altitude was hitting them at the end there, where all of a sudden Denver's turning them over, getting out to run, and it seems like they're letting it slip? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they a little bit gassed, but it's not just even the altitude as much as you know. I don't think people realize that's a two hour bus ride. From the from the airport to the hotel, and by the time you kind of get in, and and you're in your bed, it's around you know three four in the morning in Denver at that point, you know, and then you got to get ready for a game. Just a lot of nice energy, you know, for them to kind of find a way and dig deep to get these wins and things like that. Just just smart stuff that they were doing. I never understood that the Denver airport is like 500 miles away from Denver, and you drive through like flat fields to get to the city. Why couldn't they make it closer? You're you're asking. So this has become an urban planning podcast now. Yeah, this is a civil engineering podcast. Oh, it's the daily oh, the daily boy. ding, and the sound of the ding is the sound of the construction vehicle hitting those side of the pavement. But a, a a bigger deal here is the Nuggets have lost three in a row now. Like this is getting a little bit worrisome. Murray didn't look good. I think you got to kind of start to you're hoping Murray's going to get his legs under him. You got to start figuring out, you know, how are we going to start winning games? Because you don't want to dig yourself too big of a hole if you're Denver. I mean, what do you think of, you know, Bones comes in for Murray early in the third quarter. He plays for like 15 minutes straight and then doesn't play for the you know, for crunch time. Like, do they need to change that rotation a little bit to make sure Bones is closing the game? I think that I, I'm OK with that. I think that's just holding a spot for when Michael Porter Jr. gets healthy, if he ever mm-hmm. gets healthy. But I think that's really kind of the spot you're holding. I think, you know, it, it's hard to put Bones out there. You know, there was a. He makes a big three on one end and then gives up an easy back cut, you know, to Dorian Finney-Smith because he's just ball watching on the very next possession. There's a lot of sort of, you know, give and take with what you're getting and what you're giving up when you're dealing with Bones. So I don't know if he's quite ready for the crunch time minutes yet. Bruce Brown was huge for them in crunch time. Came up with a big steal at turning into a transition uh play that he ended up getting fouled on and made those two free throws to make it a one point game. Like he's, you know, I, I think he's a guy I'd probably want to go with down a stretch. Yeah. Hit a big three, two, right? I mean, he's, he's doing it all. Uh, I forget who it was. Somebody was tweeting, like, how could the Nets not afford $15 million for this guy? It's off season. I mean, he's, I don't, I, I don't think I understand why he didn't get a bigger contract. I feel like every time I watch him, like this guy's clearly an important player, but he got paid like he was a seventh man. Well, because he should probably be a seventh man, Jared. Yeah, like maybe. that's kind of the he got paid what he should have gotten paid. I think it's hard when you're 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 trying to get your uh, six four. Guy, I don't know how tall he is. Uh, when you're trying to get a small guy who's a power forward, 
You know, like I understand the Nets reasoning, you know, just, hey, we needed more size in terms of, you know, just <laughs> on their wings in general. They were all small. So, um, but let's not talk about the Nets. This is about the Mavs right now. Luka Doncic yeah. didn't shoot it well, still had a great game in terms of a triple-double, just diamond out dudes. One more thing I have to complain about is I feel like we've seen a lot of this lately. Teams are trying to trap and swarm a guy at the very end in a potential foul situation, but they don't They don't tell the ref beforehand, I'm going to foul. And then as soon as they start trapping, the ref calls a foul. And that was a problem in this game because at the very end of the game, Tim Hardaway got the ball, got trapped, and he traveled, and they called a foul. I don't think there even was a foul. Yeah, just a tough – I mean, it, it. that's something guys have to do coming out of the timeout. Whether they're going to foul or not foul, like telling the ref, like, hey, we, we're not fouling in this situation. You know, go go be clear. Or, hey, we are going to foul in this instance. Be aware of that. You know, it's, it's all of that stuff. I think that's the important stuff you got to watch for. All right, let's head over to Cleveland where the uh, Thomas Bryant-led Los Angeles Lakers fell. I have a phrase for this game. This was the Donovan domination. The Donovanation. It was phenomenal. It was Donovan Mitchell dropping a whole 43 points on the Lakers on 17 for 27 shooting, in addition to five assists with only two turnovers and four steals also. This was just an absolute masterclass from the Cavs, who won 116 to 102. I mean, he... He was unbelievable, especially in the fourth quarter with 17 points. Like, he really kind of just sealed this game. He was coming up with defensive possessions. There's a play where LeBron's cutting down the rim. He jumps in, takes picks off that pass, goes the other way, gets fouled in transition, makes a monster three, just makes a bunch of plays getting to the rim, spins off Austin, Re- Austin Reeves at one point, and gets to the cup for an easy bucket. Like just all of these plays here that he was making, this is why you're the Cavs. You go get Donovan Mitchell. Like he he was phenomenal down the stretch of this game. It was a close game until he took over. It truly is amazing watching the difference in the Donovan Mitchell impact in Cleveland to the Rudy Gobert win in Minnesota. Like Cleveland looks like a straight-up contender. It's not a surprise. Everybody's gotten better on that team. And, I mean, they kind of look like what the Lakers wanted to be. Like, they're just this explosive transition team. They can still get a half-court bucket whenever they need to. They've got great length and athleticism, protecting, you know, just doing whatever they want defensively. Mobley and Allen were both really good in this game. Cleveland, are they looking like, I know, like, Boston, obviously, is kind of ahead of the pack, you know, with the records, statistics, and everything. But is Cleveland looking like they're right up there as a top contender in the league right now? I think we're a year too early to start calling them a contender. But, you know, they, they look like a team that you're like, hey, this is a really tough team. You know, they're, they're, they're probably one or two pieces away. But I think ultimately when you're watching the squad, you're saying like they got a lot of good guys on this this team that can make some big plays. I mean, Jared Allen started this game like a thousand percent from the field. Like he made, I think it was his first nine shots. Like he was unbelievable to start the game. I mean, he made AD sick. AD had to go home sick. He couldn't take any more Jared Allen. I would say it's the Lakers perimeter defense that made 86 because they just gave up dribble penetration after dribble penetration after dribble penetration the entire game. It was, you know, if they could have just cut down on the, the the, the, the perimeter drives from the Cavs, it would have, they would have had a chance to win this game, but they constantly were giving up easy drives over and over again all night long. And I think that's what led to AD going like, Oh, if y'all are going to play like that, I, I got the flu. 
Yeah, well, at least it left room for Thomas Bryant to have a season-high 19 points. It's at least good to see him back in action and doing well. I don't know if he's saving the Lakers season, but at least he's saving his career a bit. Um, any Anything else on what you saw from the Lakers tonight that was concerning besides everything? I don't know if it's concerning, but I just think, you know, this is a team that should have never shoot 36 threes in a game. They were 3-20 of 20 at the half, and that's too many threes for them in a half alone. But 36 threes, they finished 6 of 36. That's not going to be their game, Jared. They don't have the shooters for that. They need to be around the 26 to 30 range for an entire game. And I think that's kind of one of those things I would I would try to crack down on. And they got to play faster. They got to play faster. They do a good job when they do get out in transition. They got to get more of them. They need to be a transition team all the way through. I mean, that's the irony. They have Russell Westbrook and Dennis Schroeder. Like, they should be playing at pace. Lonnie Walker, another transition guy. They should be playing as fast as possible. Oh, well, they are the Lakers. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Our last game we're getting to, this was a relatively close game back and forth heading to the fourth quarter. And then Boyan Bogdanovich took the floor and just absolutely wiped Miami away. The Pistons won 116-96. to they didn't even have Cade Cunningham. I know there's no Jimmy Butler, but I mean Miami's been playing really well with that Jimmy Butler a lot of these nights. What happened? I mean, I just think Miami's defense completely let them down. You know, on top of that, they weren't able to keep up offensively. You know, only going 31% from three in this game. You, you get a monster night from Tyler Hero going 12 of 17 from the field for 34 points. You know, Bam Adebayo, not bad with 21 points, 15 rebounds. He's a solid night. After that, everybody else kind of sucked. You know, uh, Max Grutz hits double digits, but then that's it. Lowry, one for six. Caleb Martin, one for seven. Their bench, completely useless. And granted, you know, you're, with Jimmy Butler out, it, it shuffles your bench there a little bit and your rotations are a little off kilter. But nobody came to play in this instance and they just got completely cooked by a team that shouldn't be cooking anybody. It, you know who else sucked? Boyan Bogdanovich until halftime and then he came out and he scored it was a 28 points in the second half he was absolutely on fire yeah whatever Dwayne Casey said to Bogdanovich at halftime he should probably try to stay say to him at the start of games because that was phenomenal I mean he goes the, the second half he only missed two shots Jared like he was on a roll like it was literally like I'm, I think he was legitimately on fire and I mean, it, it, you know, figuratively and literally, I think there was just smoke coming off of him. He was hitting every shot. All right, I got smoke coming out of my ears at this point. Time to wrap it up. He's Mo DeKeel. Andrew Schlecht is our producer. I'm Jared Weiss, and we will see you next time on The Daily Dig. Ding, ding.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.